This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you love it or do you like it? You love it? Oh, let's see. What's not to love about a thumping? Ah, God, I love kicking people's asses. <laughs> that was, that was, the, that was... There was that was at the end of the game when the Jets were in the fourth quarter when they were trying to get a shutout and you know just dominating the Carolina Panthers after having a crappy practice uh, earlier in the week. And there's Robert Sala, like I love kicking people's asses. Like, isn't that like the ultimate sign of hardoism? Like expressing it to the world. Like, there's one way. There's one thing to just kind of walk around like, look at me, don't mess with me. And the other thing is to like, hey, you know, you know me, hey, Gresh. I love kicking people's asses. Let's fight. <laughs> just... Well, let's turn to our resident Hardo on the Harbor One Hotline. You can also get him on Twitch. He's a part of the Six Rings podcast, Breaking Boston, as well. Our friend Andy Hart. I knew I was going to be entering into a conversation about Hardos and fighting and tough guys and saying dumb stuff. Because You're the Pop Warner Hardo dad that wants to fight all the refs. <laughs> nope. I will kick your ass. Do you, do you, do you ever do nope. this? Have you ever said, do you know who I am? Never said I'll kick your ass. Never said do you know who I am. <laughs> no, you Would just, never say such things. You just ran out and did it. Oh no, man! I just I when people screw up, I tell them about it. Let me ask you this: Do you <laughs> constructive is, criticism? What is your like honest opinion of Salah? And one like him as a person, two as a coach, and three how he's handling hard knocks. Doesn't okay. matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. So I have questions about Salah, and it's funny as I was listening to that coming in, and then you sort of talking about it. The Jets, I think, are really talented. I think they're a really talented football team. They got more talented this week with Dalvin Cook. They have defense, offense, the whole thing. Brees Hall's coming back. So it was like in my head I started to think about with the Sala comment, if they don't succeed, why? And I think there's really just two very simple answers, right? It's the coach or the quarterback, or both, maybe some combination of the two. And if you made me pick which guy will be a reason that the Jets underachieved this year, like I know Mr. Gresh is uh, rooting for and hoping for there. If the Jets underachieve, I think it's going to be Salah. I-, I can't get the 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 receipts thing I really hated. And I know that's a, a modern thing, and he's a young coach, and he's got big arms, and he fancies himself all these various things, all gas, no break, and all the hard-o things, some of which I should appreciate, and I don't know why I don't necessarily. But if you make me pick a reason why the Jets are going to underachieve, Give me Robert Sala. Wait, so what if they what if they achieve? Like, what if they you know are successful? Do you give him any credit, or does it all go to Rodgers? Oh no, no, no! You have to give him credit because I think a year ago you should give him credit for being a pretty good football team that lost and was a last place team because their quarterback sucked. 
he had built a defense. He's trying to build a certain culture that may or may not work. They definitely are a mo- they're they are not the Patriot way. You know that thing was with Garrett Wilson was pretty funny, and I still don't know whether whether that was intentional or not. Where Sean Payton made this declaration of all the things he didn't want to see from his players midway through the preseason came, and Garrett Wilson checked them all off, wore a bucket hat, wore sunglasses, took his pads off, and did a sideline interview. And I actually like that. You know why? Because I think that is a, as Aaron Rodgers said, keep my coach's name out your mouth. Right? That's a Tom Brady, Marty Schottenheimer. You worry about your football team. We'll worry about our football team if we have a bad coach or whatever. And and I like that. I actually think that is good for a culture if a team comes together. But no, if if the Jet if the Jets go fourteen and three, whatever you were, thirteen and four, make the playoffs, win a couple playoff games, whatever it is, you absolutely have to acknowledge Robert Sala for his part in that process. Uh I love the fact that it's uh it's a player who had nothing to do with the situation who would be reacting that way to Sean Payton. I can understand Aaron Rodgers being like, keep my coach's name out your mouth because he's got familiarity with mm-hmm. him, not somebody who met the guy two weeks ago. But it's I a just we. Think, I it's just, a we. But I we're, think, we're together now. We're, I, you're, you're me, I'm you, we're we. I think, the, uh, I think the Jets are very concerned with external noise. Whether it's uh, what the coach says, whether it's what their coach says, what he referenced on the whole, you know, uh, we were this last year and da-da-da. It feels like there's a lot of going back to last year versus, hey, we're a new group. Let's take the good from last year and apply it and then figure out where we're going now. But instead, it feels like lots of looking back. Right. Kind of like the Patriots wide receivers ripping Mike Giardi for saying stink, stank, stunk in the middle of uh, training camp and fixating on that. I, modern players do this. Modern social media does this. This is a different world. This is not Rodney Harrison, Willie McGinnis, and Christian Fourier. I, I include you just to be nice. In Appreciate there, Christian. it. Um, in, in 2003, 2004, waiting till January, late January, right, to respond to these types of criticisms. It's a, it's a fast-paced world. It's immediate. The, the, the social media ignites everything now. The one problem I do see as a possible pitfall, or almost like a trap, and Andy and I were just kind of talking about it, was just like in the heart, in the sec. Well, really, in both uh, episodes of Hard Knocks, especially in the second one, you saw uh, Aaron Rodgers be the kind of passive aggressive, snarky, really want to do it this way leader, like with some of his comments to some of the players, some of the coaches at halftime. That I think is going to be interesting how Sala, who's a you know, he's a big tough man, is going to handle the criticism that comes from a starting quarterback. Absolutely. And that's why I put Rodgers in there. Like, I think the two people, Sala, Rodgers, or some combination of the two not working together, because I think we've talked about this. A, Gresh, to answer your question, I think weeks ago we talked about their fixation with hard knocks and how they were whining about it and didn't want to be on it and already talking about various aspects of it and we're not going to cut players. Like, I think that was a first step towards, yes, they're listening to the noise way too much and they're not ignoring it. And we've also talked about they've done a really good job of marketing Aaron Rodgers for the last six weeks or so, whether it's Adam Schefter painting the the um, contract restructure in a certain way, like he's the greatest quarterback and guy and, and give him the Nobel Peace Prize now because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers gave back money like that whole thing. Um, they've done a really good and the way he has gone to events and what did he go to uh, the, the Tony Awards or something? He went to Taylor Swift. A teammate. No, but he went to like an award. 
show or something just to support one mm. of the tight ends and like I'm just one of the guys and these are my people and I'm I'm doing my new celebration holding a joint like with with <laughs> Sauce Gardner and like I'm just fitting in perfectly and it was all well packaged and it did feel like a PR campaign to make Aaron Rodgers seem different than he seemed for years in Green Bay when it was going down the wrong road there but he is who he is he's kind of a dink right we can all agree on that he, he has issues getting along with others. He thinks he's better than everybody who's anywhere near him. He's the smartest man in the room at all times. And at some point, that will, despite his great relationship apparently with Hackett, at some point, yes, I think that will butt heads with Robert Sala. Robert Sala will say something post-game at a podium, and then Aaron Rodgers will come 20 minutes later and contradict it or make fun of it or passive-aggressively slap can't it wait. down. Coming. I can't now, wait. But none of that matters if they're good. Really, like, it'll be a side story. If Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Aaron Rodgers and Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner are as physically good mm. as they're supposed to be, then we'll still be watching victories, and this will be a subplot. Now, if they aren't and they start to have losses, because their schedule is tough. It's just like the Patriots. Gresh, I told you this yesterday. It's the same, same. Both teams could start one and three or something like that. Like, they have a very challenging road ahead of them, and if it starts to snowball negative, I do think it could be a get your popcorn and sit back and see how New York media and New York players and New York coaches handle all this. Oh, God, I can't wait because I have no faith in Sala whatsoever. Although he did crap on uh, the whole uh, what you and I were bickering over yesterday, Hart, the whole you can have 10 million wide receivers and da-da-da and all this stuff and – but if your own line stinks, then by God, you know, that's what we got to get fixed. And it's like, okay, well, how are you going to do that? They're all just talking about how Aaron Rodgers is going to fix everything. And now there's like rumblings that Rodgers might be pushing the Jets to go trade for David Bakhtiari. Oh, Jesus. I knew that because was coming. Because they did. Oh, oh, I knew that oh, was coming. Oh, it's great. It's just, just, just like the NBA. It's literally going to script for those of us yeah. up here in New England who thought not only the Rodgers and Sala and all that could end up, you know, getting off to a uh, flying stop. It looks like it might be uh, headed that way because of, you know, old Hardo Sala down there and all that stuff. And if they're one and three, I don't think the R E L A X will play the same way this year in New York. As oh, it no. did in the past in Green Bay. It will not be received the same way. Certainly won't be received the same way in New England either if they're one and three. There will be uh, a lot of joy in Mudville, even if the Patriots are one and three. I think some Patriots fans will probably get just as much joy as watching the Jets fail as they would the Patriots winning at this point. So does uh, Dalvin Cook help the Jets more than Ezekiel Elliott helps the Patriots? Yes, I think he does. First of all, did you guys see the pictures of Ezekiel Elliott on the practice field this yes. morning? Yes. Why? Green Bay? What about yeah. him? Is he playing running back or guard? Because he looks like he's pretty <laughs> thick. I can only imagine. Somebody texted this to me. Um, so the, the story was Leonard Fournette came in out of shape when he worked out for the Patriots. I can only imagine what shape Leonard Fournette was in if, if this is what the good shape older running back looks like. But, um, no, I think with Brees Hall coming off PUP and a young back and Dalvin Cook as the better playmaker at this point in his career, fitting into an offense – surrounded by better playmakers, in theory, with Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and the receivers and tight ends. No, I think that's a that's a great signing for the Jets to take it. It's, it's funny because I do think the Patriots got better, but I think the Jets got mo' better, as they say, in the same day by signing Dalvin Cook because I, that's a playmaker. That's an additional weapon, whereas, I don't know, I haven't really heard your thoughts on it, Christian, with, with Zeke. I don't, I don't think you kind of quantify him as a weapon he's a nice piece you needed a backup veteran running back to Ramondre Stevenson 
But I will be stunned if if we're talking about Zeke a month into the season being a weapon for the offense. Well, I, I do think oh. he's no, oh. no. I think uh, oh, a couple of things. A I think he's going to be a fan favorite. I think he's going to have definitely be an impact player. I think the reps will probably be 60-40, but probably closer at the end to 50-50 by the time the end of the season rolls around. Uh, You know, for a various um, amount of reasons, but I love the signing. I just, my biggest issue is, I guess it doesn't matter who you sign. I think the offensive line is still just scary to me. I think Gasecki being hurt was kind of like something I kind of felt was going to happen anyways. Um, That worries me a little bit. Because I just don't, you know, Gresh doesn't really see the same way because he feels like Bill O'Brien can adapt to any situation and personnel. But I feel like he wants two tight ends. Mm-hmm. He wants them. Well, he has one now. Yeah, and even that guy. Gosh, I just there's something I'm uneasy about that position oh, overall. Uh, uh, now. Look, I, I think Bill O'Brien definitely wants to be two tight end based. The difference is last year, if someone you were counting on got hurt, you couldn't coach around it. Now I got some faith. And, Hart, you and I even touched on this a little bit yesterday, that if someone important does go down, the really good offensive coordinators are the ones who have the ability to coach around it, whether it was Billy O or Josh McDaniels when he was here. How many times would it be, well, you got four-fifths of your offensive line or you've only got – you know, four of your five wide receivers you want to count on or something like that. And the really good ones lean on their defense. There's the special teams, but they also coach around it. And to me, I don't know if we can put enough emphasis on how big an impact Bill O'Brien will have from that end this year. I I agree. After we bickered all day yesterday to the point where uh, one of the texters was like, I can tell that the Andes hate each other. Yeah, I I love it. We don't hate each other. No. We, just can have a, we can have a disagreement on, on the air and talk about sports in a disagreeable way. Um, we like to I, bicker. Yes, and, and we're, not, we're not two people that generally uh, shy away from sharing our opinions. That's another thing. If, that too. If we have an opinion, we kind of share it in an annoying way. Um, well, I'll speak for myself. Small man, big sharing. opinions. That's right. Uh, we all have nipples, like Fucker. Sh- can you milk like a, me? He's like a, <laughs> um, he's like a, but, he's like a Andy's like a shrinky dink version of, An- of Andy Gresh. Oh That's no, nice. now That's that is. Nice. Man. I want to, I want to join I in. I don't like peanut can butter I, and jelly. Can I be part of it? Let's make fun of each other. He's such a PB and J hardo. He put it on hot dog rolls yesterday, and they were really good. I actually kind of liked them. You did. Actually, you yeah. scarfed it. It was easier so for I, you though. to kind of scarf them during the break. Yeah, but I, I could not be more upbeat on Bill O'Brien. I don't know. If he can make everything work and no matter what, create a good offense, I don't know. I think there could be some personnel limitations, whatever. What I do know is he will get the best out of whatever he has. He will have plans in place. He will have uh, changes schematically or personnel or tempo or find ways to get by. And, Gresh, you bring it up. It's the same way I felt for years about your weekly guest, Dante Scarnecchia. I would watch other teams lose a lineman and the freaking wheels would fall off their offense. Like, it would just absolutely fall apart like they put a guy out there who had never played football before. And then I watched the Patriots, and it never happened. Like, when he would put people out there, people would mock him. Russ Hochstein or Billy Yates or who, whatever. Um, Greg Robinson, Randall, Tom Ashworth. Like, just for years, guys that, no disrespect to them, I think were mediocre at best talents. They, with Scar, Weiss, and then McDaniels didn't let it screw the offense. And that's how I think this year, that they will get the most out of whatever they need to get the most out of. Now, again, how good that is, how many wins that equals, where you rank in scoring and all those things, 
that will play itself out. But I don't think we're going to be saying, oh, the coaches just couldn't adjust. The coaches just couldn't, you know, put the players in the best possible position. They will do that. See, I think that the Bill O'Brien angle is an obvious significant one. But I don't necessarily – I think people will probably be a little bit surprised that it doesn't give them the the statistical, like, you know, you know – you know, Boost. love that they were looking for. Like, I think it'll obviously be more sound. It'll be more efficient. But I don't think they're going to be lighting up the world from the beginning. I just feel no. like there's too many issues. And and there could be some criticism like, oh, bring back. I can just see it right now. Bring back Matt Patricia. Like, no that'll happen. No, no one will ever happen. say no, no. Want to bet? Zero. Point. Zero. Yeah, you want to bet? No, unless yes, they're I'm happy to bet. to bet. What do you want to bet? I'm on it. What do you want to bet? I will think about I'm, what I'm the punishment the, will be. Anything you want to bet. Anything you want. They will no. say, bring nope. back. Something will no. happen. Nope. It won't be his fault. No. It will be out of his control. And the powers that be will, will you'll be your snarky response of, where nope. we wish we uh, we had Matt Patricia back. Unless no. we are recreating the pie-eating contest from Stand By Me, oh. no one will scream, boom, bah, bring boom, back bah, Matt boom. Patricia. I'm just saying. Another you, shot. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. I do, like, and maybe somebody says it as, like, a throwaway <laughs> sarcastic line, but no one will actually say, well, they won't where's believe Matt it. Patricia, but bring I, back. I guess my if, point is that Kendrick they, Bourne says that, that would be something. <laughs> my point is that they will... They will mock the whole, look at the vast difference, because I don't think it will be tangible for, like, you know, the novice fan, right, or the novice, like, you know, person, because I'll sit there and go, wow, this is significantly better, but, you know, listen, you're not scoring 38 points a game, you know what, you're, maybe your third down conversion is what it used to be, but everybody's generally better at their job, and it will get better as they go along. They're going to start yeah. off slow. Yes, I agree. Well, first of all, they're going to face, they, it's, it might be the worst matchup you can have. Their offensive line is going to be a question mark. Even if the guys get out there, they will be lacking on a lot of summer reps. And then you face the defending NFC champion that has a defensive front that led the NFL in sacks by 15 a year ago. They're, like, there's gun- That's a bad challenge, bad matchup. It could be ugly. That's not going to be on Bill O'Brien because Riley Reef stinks at right tackle or Cole Strange is out of shape or whatever happens there. And I do think it's going to start slow. And that is the one thing. I do wonder, what is the casual fan expecting out of Billy O'Brien's offense? Is Are they expecting what we've talked about on six rings? Fireworks. See, see if then – They're, then they're expecting porked. fireworks. Then he is absolutely porked because he can't reach those expectations. If they're expecting 2007, 35 points every week right out the gates – well, first of all, you don't have the talent. Second of all, that was a special season. It's a different time. I, I, that is so unfair to him. But if you're just expecting they can line up, oh, they have motions, and they have they have motions in different directions, and they have different uh, adjustments <laughs> to what the defense is. Like, guys aren't running into each other. My God. Right. There is spacing in the pass routes. Like, if you're, you have to be fair, I think, personally, with your expectations of the offense and Bill O'Brien. But if you're expecting fireworks – well, then Bill O'Brien is porked. Uh, Andy Hart always brings the fireworks every Wednesday here with Gresham Fourier. And, of course, you can read him at WEEI.com, the Breaking Boston podcast, the Six Rings podcast, the Six Rings postgame show. And anytime anybody gets stuck in the hopper and has to miss a show, Andy Hart is the guy who jumps in. Hart, thank you, It's true. You for it. It's usually it's... Fourier. He takes a lot of time off. Oh. Hey. 
Flex time, baby. <laughs> flex time. Uh, he's, you know what? He's a Robert Sala flex hardo yeah. when it comes to the flex time. Uh, Christian, have you retroactively attempted to take your paternal leave for all of your children? No, nope, no. Nope. That, that would, I would literally, I would take a year off. Travel the world. It. Hold on. I wonder. Four by go by seven. Yeah, She's right. seven. Oh, so that you would seven. be that'd be yeah, over half a year. Six weeks. Yeah, that's see right. See you next July. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. take the football that's season that's off. Over two years. I'll see you for Red Sox season. Oh. Hart, thank you, brother. We All appreciate right, you. All right, there goes our great friend Andy Hart.